0: we are back the we do it for us podcast with another episode another week another array of topics i'm gonna just tell you right now the environment where i'm at very gloomy it's raining outside it's supposed to be like some tropical storm or something that's not cool so i just had to before i we started recording i had to do some push-ups to pick up myself just to let y'all know, because, you know, you got you to pick that energy up when you're doing things like this. So, as you know, I'm your host, Damari, music A&R, podcaster, music lover, etc., etc.
1: It's I'm back with the bullshit. I'm back at it. Cozy, a.k.a. Mr. Tickle My Feet, a.k.a. Mr. Kellogg's Cereal, a.k.a. Damari's Hairdresser. I fought with you, and guess what? I love you.
2: And what's up, guys? It's Vinay holding it down for the female aspect of the We Do It For Us podcast straight out of Florida, so let's get into it.
0: So, as you know, we always have our Spotlight Artist of the Week. This woman goes by the name of Savannah Christina. Uh, She's from Miami. She's an R&B artist, you know, very vulnerable with her lyrics. So the first joint I'm going to play is off her project Self-Care called Doing Me and uh,
3: you I've been really showing out but it's hard for you to take it, baby Ain't no point in calling now. It's to let you gotta face it, baby This is your medicine This is your present tense This is your karma When you
0: Like I said, that was Savannah Christina doing me from her latest self-care EP. And we're about to get into just this long soliloquy about the 2020 presidential election, politics, America. I'm gonna just tell the audience, this is gonna be like a boxing match. We're about to do four rounds because there's a lot to address when it comes to this political shit. And this is very fresh on everyone's minds right now. And obviously when you're hearing this, you would have known that Joe Biden is, you know, the projected winner of the 2020 presidential election. So that's what we're going to be addressing. So these past four days, between what you've been seeing on social media, political media, the conversations you're having with your friends and your family, I just want to know between the three of us, what has been our perspective on what's taken place these past four days? And then I think that's where we can best start our conversation.
1: Um, on my point of view, you know, it's crazy. I worked at the election booth, and while I was working, a lot of people were saying, you know, that the vibe and the energy, and everything. It was shit. For first, first, let me let me put this: eighty percent of votes was already early election. Eighty percent of people who were projected to vote voted in early election. Those those long lines, those mail-in ballots, all that shit. So that shows that a lot of people voted this election. That shows that a lot of people went out there. This was the largest number of turnout vote in history. That's the first thing I want to say. And during this, it's been a reflection of the past in a way, but it's it's a funny and interesting thing I would say first.
2: My perspective on how this whole election week basically has has gone from my eyes. You know, I see a lot of people very happy that Joe Biden has won. A lot of people were on edge because you see a lot of states turned red. Um, a lot of people, based on the popular vote, 68 million people voted for, for this man, for Donald Trump. And I think a lot of people were under the guise that, yeah, we're a movement. Like, yeah, like Black Lives Matter. Like, all these minority rights matter. And you still see that. There's a lot more work that needs to be done because even though we have um, somebody in office who isn't an outright bigot, 49 percent of the people who did vote in this country still voted for somebody who's an outright bigot which means that for the most part they must have some sort of alliance to that ideology and so i don't think that we should be getting comfortable we still have a lot more work to do that's just how i feel
1: question vene for you um do you think that a lot of these people not just black lives matter but these these uh minorities lives matter these these so a lot of minorities voted
2: for Trump. Do you think they voted for Trump or do you
1: think they voted for uh,
2: Biden? Um, I think based off of the numbers, I think there were a lot of closeted Trump supporters, regardless of who they might have supported in the face of the public. And it's a bit concerning for me, but not really because this is nothing new. This country was built on violence and hatred um, and it was built on a divide. and I know that this man basically fueled the fire, but we've been dealing with racism and prejudice and all that crap, even when Obama was in office, even when Bush was in office. So, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people did. I mean, you could see people like Christian Walker, who's a gay black man who was, you know, basically sucking that man's dick, no cap. So they're out there for sure, um, for whatever their reasons are, but they're definitely out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, (sighs) All right. So I guess I'll say this. The past four days have been interesting to say the least, just, you know, the anticipation, everybody on the edge of their seats, who's going to be elected. Is it going to be Trump again? Is he, is he going to steal this election? Is it, aren't they, is the popular vote not going to matter? This is the electoral college going to decide this election. Like there was just mad questions that everybody had on just the voting process. And, um, Within this conversation, I kind of want to talk about how we feel about the voting process specifically with how votes are counted from state to state and just kind of informing our audience on how that process works for those who don't know. All right. So would y'all prefer the history of the the, the whole electoral versus popular or would y'all
1: prefer what the popular vote is and what the electoral vote
0: is? Start with the electoral college and how that process is ran by the state
1: so the electoral college is basically the amount of senate the 100 people in the senate and the 438 people in the house of representatives so that's 538 people and that is split across the nation depending on the size and the amount of people that live in certain states like you know texas has more people than new york so texas has a lot of more you no know, electoral college votes than new york does it is decided based upon the amounts of people in that area and that's what the electoral college is it's it's not no one knows like basically they say no one knows who the electoral college is they are people who vote as well as you know everyone else so we never really know who the electoral college is and things like that that's what they tell us
0: so it's like it's pretty much the board of state officials right if i'm it's
1: like it's similar to that it's not like a board of state officials it's more of like I guess how they used to tell it, teach us in school is, you know, it's people that were chosen to be the electoral college based upon voting history and just a bunch of like, you know, just the, then
0: there are people like jury duty. It's just people just like jury duty. And then to my knowledge, it's also the party that those officials represent. So like majority, what is it like majority of the state officials, for example, like Florida. But like, for example, like if they were majority Republican, that would factor into what the state vote would be counted as or is that because i know and then there's counties too so when it comes down to that that's 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 crazy so
1: it is more about the electoral college and history always is about the same as the popular vote and the popular vote is basically just people who vote like you know people popular people and when it comes down to counties and stuff like that it's about not about how many counties are in the state it's about how many people are voting, so let's say we we stay in you know Florida, South Florida, so our county is bigger than let's say someone in northern Florida, like our county's bigger than Polk County, so we have a bigger popular vote, but if there's more smaller counties that vote a certain way, that's the way the state votes. let's say there's like a hundred hundred counties in the state, and ninety of them vote Republican. And those 10 that vote Democrat, no matter how big they are, unless they have, like, damn near the whole population of people, the state itself would be identified as a Republican state because of the fact that the popular amount, the more counties voted Republican.
0: So it's the majority county vote that the overall state vote.
1: Yeah. And that also sways the electoral college vote.
0: So with that figure, because I've heard this term within this whole conversation, the swing states. So that means, like...
1: They vote, either, like, they vote either way, like you never can tell because before Florida used to vote Democrat, now it votes Republican. So these swing states are basically states that you don't know exactly which way they will go. Like, California usually goes Democrat, but let's say, um, what's another swing state? Florida is a big swing state because we have a lot of electoral college votes, but we don't know exactly which way we're gonna go because during the two thousand eight election, Florida went Democrat, but I think during the two thousand and twelve election, Florida went Republican. You guys can fact check me on that one. I'm not sure I'm not like hundred
0: percent on that fact checkers those who listen, they'll definitely be fact checking. yeah but- yeah,
2: I could I can name the the swing states right now Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, Florida, Iowa, Michigan, Nevada, New Hampshire, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. So those are the states that presidents go after because if they, if they know slip up and say, oh, well, you know, they can go vote the opposite party, opposite way, but they have to make sure because if they already know that some states are going to vote for them, they don't have to worry so much about those people. So they have to vote for those, those places that, you know, could go either way.
0: And, and really quick, touching on the electoral college, like quick research here. Yes. We're doing this in live time, you guys. Brains work very quickly. From what I'm reading, a lot of how these, electors these state electors are are selected is pretty much a process that they go about in their conventions which occurs between when you know the Democratic Party has their Democratic convention and when the Republicans have their Democratic convention into terms who are going to be the representatives of the party state to state strong affiliation with presidents okay you were doing this a lot of time you guys
1: all right so the people why people don't like the electoral college and why people say yo the electoral college and shit like that right basically the electoral college was set up like when the country is fresh on right but it was a big problem around the time of the civil war because these northern states don't have that many people so they didn't have that much of a vote and these southern states have too many people and that's why people are like oh well the popular vote yada 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 because of the fact that the popular vote like the southern states had a lot more people so anybody the south would you know bring up would get the you know would win the election because of the fact that the south had more counties and more people or just generally just had more than the, what the north had so they kept the the electoral college because of that simple reason there's been times in the past around the 60s the 70s even in the 90s where they try to get rid of the electoral college but it always falls through because it's just set up on like how the south is and how that mindset is because if the south goes has more people than the north does at that time period then when the south would say all right let's say someone from the south you know came up they would win the vote
0: automatically and during this time of the civil war there was still the battle between the north and the south yeah with slavery yeah that's the
1: biggest reason why slavery And that's the thing because and then that's when the three-fifth thing happened and then the voting and it's just like, you no know, slaves didn't have no votes. And then when they got free, they were considered three-fifths a person and then the three-fifths. And if people were like, oh, well, since they considered three-fifths as a person, at that time period, there's a lot more black people than there were white people. So if all the black people banded together, they could get rid of, you know, or vote someone in the North. And that's why like a lot of them didn't, you know, voting was impossible for black people until, You know, the the 1950s, I
2: believe.
0: Nineteen. Nineteen fifty. Between the fifties and the sixties. Correct. I don't know the exact year. What's the voting? The Voting Rights Act was passed.
2: I think that happened in the
0: sixties. The sixties. Yeah. So yeah. Sixty five. Yeah. And for context, that was right after a lot of the civil rights assassinations took place. Just to give context to what we're because we're trying to paint a picture for the audience here because we're not bullshitting with this. Go ahead, Joe. So that's, that's the history of the Electoral College and how it is all set up.
1: If you, if you guys want more information, y'all can go check out NPR. They had a special on this and y'all can figure out more and learn more about this.
0: Okay, so the narrative, the, the perception of Biden being elected, I'll speak to some of the, the narrative. Um, obviously Kamala Harris being elected The vice president definitely is a is more so of the narrative that was being celebrated. She is an HBCU graduate of Howard University. She's a part of a sorority. She was a part of a sorority still is so the narrative. You know, it's it's a nice image. You know, the voter turnout for just black women alone was amazing. And, you know, you know, quickly, as I saw the media tried to do, because, you know, the conversation around just, you know, black men and their support of Trump, quote unquote, them pretty much voting, what was it? What twenty what Coons 18%, 18% of but slow down, Joe, before we call, you know, before you throw that coon word around. There was also 80% of black men that voted in favor of Biden, but the media and and Twitter was quick to point out the 18%. So I just wanna, you know, just the narrative of just these polarities that we have when it comes to politics, it's either has to be red or blue or this or that. Um, Regardless of who you voted for, I hope you know what you were voting for one and you voted for your interests. That's what I would hoped people did within that election voting for your interest in what you actually want to see in the future
1: and and it kind of ties in the else that we we discussed before it's about how do we view these people like we say oh biden's is just as bad as trump you know is it because we look at someone's history dictate all right they're going to do the same thing because if that's the case then Trump has a bigger history than Biden does. Biden does has some has some history. Yes, I'm not going to deny that. And I'm not and I'm not going to say I'm like you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a Joe supporter. I'm more of a supporter about about the rights that we have that we have the right to vote more than we who we voted for. Right. That's 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 who I am. So as we look at it, Kamala was a big victory because uh, four years ago we had the last term of the first black president and. Yesterday, we have the, the elected first Black woman vice president. And regardless of a situation of, oh, they're Black or not, or how Black are they? That question, you still got to look at the-
0: And just the narrative, future. the narrative once again. So, I mean, that, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I'm just saying that is like the narrative. Like we are seeing more of a change now than we ever have in the last couple of years.
0: I'll say this, speaking to the, the real quick, because it just came to my mind. It was very amazing to see up until this point, man, like white, white gays, white liberal gays were in support of Trump. You know, as we saw, there were some of the, the, the black male celebrities that were in support of Trump. And then just obviously the, the amount of white women, I forget that it was like between 80 and 90 percent, right? Somewhere of white women that voted for Trump. I don't remember yeah. the exact statistic. Yeah, 80 percent. Yeah, so it's like that alone, you know, so speaking back to narratives, obviously we know that he has these pending sexual assault cases and you know, the women that he alleged it's it's just funny to see that the same not exactly the same but just like between everything with the me too movement as we know what it was and just the amount of white women that voted for Trump it's it's just it's funny to see how the pendulum swings and where everybody's interests swayed once we were getting closer to election day. Um, So, I mean, yeah. And then just even real quick with the Kamala Harris situation, I'll say this. The best thing, because her history alone as a prosecutor, I'm not going to get into speculations. I'll just say this. The best thing that Black Americans can hope for with this uh, Biden-Kamala administration is that a lot of the white terroristic organizations will be prosecuted. That's the best thing y'all cause leading to this election, this was nothing but a socialism campaign. They talked nothing about economics. I know the, the, the dream plan and all of that. I read over it. It's the same regurgitation of all, all inclusiveness and all of this other stuff. Nothing Wait, hold, hold,
1: hold on. And, 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 that's, and maybe that's something I really wanted to talk about. The presidential election does not dictate local government. State government, because a lot of these things that people are doing, they're not being tried by their own state. And we see how many states were voting Republican, and we see that those same states that vote Republican, predominantly white, also have these these white terrorist organizations. And that the fact that they do have these white terrorist organizations, they're not doing anything about it. You feel me? That's that's the problem. We can't just look at the presidential election. I'm sorry to you know to skip around, but we can't just look at these presidential elections and expect that our homes or our cities and states are going to do what the president does because that that doesn't make any sense it's it's about you having to deal with your city your state dealing with these problems and and as as a a florida resident we i see there's a lot of racist i can flat out say anti-black people in office in my own state the judges the representatives; these are the same people that, when things happen, nothing, nothing changes because these are the same people. These are the people with the mask on. These are the people in the clan. The president really can't do much if the the judge in your county is is a clan member. Like the but your governor can, but your but your states can, your counties can, your commissioners can. They can get these problems out the way. So we we focus so much on the presidential election that we never even looked at. Who else is running? Who else is like going back in the office? Who else is getting these positions? And I'm sorry to like, you know, go, really go off a track, but that was something that was bothering me the most in in multiple elections, that we look at only the president and we don't say, all right, who's the Senate, who's the representatives, who's running for this, who's running for that. We only look like, you know, like in the state of Florida, there was two judges that was re that was on the ballot for staying in the office and, and both of them motherfuckers prosecuted more blacks than I can name for simple, stupid crimes. But we not stopping that. We weren't looking at that. We weren't talking about that. And that's the problem. We even if we don't vote for presidential elections, we gotta vote local.
0: As you said, it wasn't a collective cause I uh I don't know if Vene has something, but you got something you wanna say before I go on this point?
2: Yeah. Um that was eye opening for me. I think voting locally is going to be the key, but you know, propaganda strikes again, as far as the mindset that this is the most important thing. This is going to affect our daily lives. For example, now that we have a black vice president, things are going to be better for black people. And some people argue that even through the, throughout the Obama campaign, things didn't necessarily change. It was just a bit more comfortable. So I'll say this with our generation. I know that we're smart. I know that we're rebellious, we're able to challenge the status quo. I know that we're highly educated and we could hold and articulate an argument.
0: And so we could vote locally. And Joe, speaking to real quick, cause you said uh, the terrorism and the white domestic uh, violence, can the, not the president, but Congress themselves, you don't think there can be legislation drafted that can affect states and address a lot of this violence. Obviously that deals with a lot of the judicial system as well. Uh, but you don't think that because of these are the three, you know, they, the executive and the the executive, the judicial and the, um, the legislative work within the three branches hand in hand, you don't think any legislation could be drafted to address a lot of this home-based terrorism? Because that, that's something that people have talked about for a while.
1: Yeah, I do believe that. But you gotta remember, white people who kill innocent Black people, who go into those churches and shoot them up, who walk into the store and shoot a Black man dead in his face, To break into their homes. These aren't considered terrorists to these to these legislations. These are considered proud American people. And even though it can be drafted, it will have to, tar- and you got to see it, it would have to target not just the white people, it would have to target every single nationality in America for it to even be considered, because it can't be said on the legislation that you know, white people can't own such and such amount of guns. You feel me? It can't be said that you know you can't own such and such amount of weapons. People who come from the Middle East come here to start a family. You know they build their store from the ground up. They don't do anything but good and kind things. You know they pray. They do what they got to do. Those are considered terrorists in America, but the white man who shoots down black innocent people. Steals from black innocent people, proud Americans. Yeah, we could try to draft something up, but we all know it won't be passed. The the, the legal gun age in Florida used to be eighteen, all right. Until a white man walked into a school and shot up the school, it was turned to twenty one. So it has to be made that it controls not just one, but every single person
0: okay i understand um i guess we'll we'll continue like i said we're going to continue this conversation and just see where this goes but as you know uh our featured artist, we got to play this next record by savannah christina as i said stream all her music on all platforms so this next record that i'm going to play is uh called that's real like i said off her self-care ep so uh yeah
3: She's to feel what I'm thinking of. There isn't anything you won't do, won't do. So tell me who you're coming home to. You got me feeling like I'm giving you the peace that you've been missing, doing everything she won't do. If you be my lover sometimes.
0: That's Savannah Christina. That's real. Offer self care EP and we're just gonna take continue this long political dialogue. And yeah, we're transitioning now. This is the second round. So now what we really want to discuss because we had such a loaded conversation in that first round, very loaded. You guys are probably like really lost, probably trying to do your Googles, trying to find out what the hell are these people talking about. Just, just try to just try to keep up what we're saying there's method to the madness so the question that i want to pose now not only to between me vinay and joe but to you what not only with this election but with everything else that has taken place this year what does this mean for the future of generation z in america
1: honestly like vinay said we are the most technologically one in, in history, when it comes down to what was technic- technologically advanced generation, we already shot off at an edge bigger than most. So now we have to decide on what matters more than what did before. Because some issues that we have now aren't the same issues that we had before. Because 40 years ago, we didn't even give a fuck about gay rights. Uh, we didn't give a fuck about, you know, consumers and, you know, big, big companies because, most of the big companies was like, all right, you know, this shit topping. And then, boom, most of them are gone. Some of them were gone. We got, we got some, like, you know, Radio Shack motherfucker gone. We got some shit that so was like a, a corporation-style thing. Now we're trying to take care of the environment. We're trying to take care of the people. Ideally, the biggest thing that we want to discuss is what's the next big thing that's going to be important to us? And then from there, we find the solutions. You know, we got electric cars now. They are talking about taking away, you know, diesel cars in the next 30 years. You know, they they're talking about doing some shit with the buildings and, you know, energy. So our problems have changed. So our mindset and our objectives should change as well.
2: I think that while some things have changed, a lot of things have remained to be issue. for example, Black rights, human rights shit. I mean, like, people are still getting gunned down by the police. People are still being hate crime attacked. Those are things right now that I know a lot of Gen Z are focused on everybody just feeling like they could walk around and be safe, like sexual assault, like things like that. But my question is now that we settled for Biden, because that's a hashtag I've been seeing, what, what is the next step? Like, what are we going to do to ensure that we actually secure our safety? Because like I said, I'm going to maintain this position. A lot of fucking people voted for Trump. That means that For the most part, they're in alliance with his ideologies and the bigotry and shit that he portrays. And so we might have a president that we feel safer with per se, but we still got these ignorant ass of Americans that still go out and commit violence. Where do we go from here would be my question.
0: I mean, look, because this is a very two-sided conversation because I feel like although, you saw a large number of people talking about the election within our peer group, within our age group. Uh, There's not a lot of emphasis on enough research. It's just, we're getting it through Twitter. So to speak to, I guess, where we go to, we got to talk about where we're at. And honestly, like I said, if you want to use this victory for this Biden Kamala Harris administration, please use it to do something constructive use it to do something constructive, start community initiatives. And obviously I know there's a lot of people that have community initiatives, initiatives out there and they were doing this before this administration. But for the people that, especially our age group and younger, that's kind of coming into adulthood and we're, we're next up, just understanding how corporate business works and also understanding how politics works, because I'll tell you what, it's not going to be understood from a social, if you just look at this, just based off a morality perspective, it's not, and, and honestly, I'm being honest, it's not going to start with, you're not going to get your victory from looking at Van Jones crying on CNN. That's not your, that's not a moment to this little church boy singing, I'm free now. Like This is, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about, and I don't want to be so pessimistic, but it's just the nature of how we're operating, obviously, this more specific conversation now to just just how, how Black people and their a large majority of Black people, feelings toward this, this administration and how this is a victory. I just want us to think more intelligently. I want us to be more objective. I don't want us to be Republican or Democrat. I want us to be intelligent Black people. And at large, I just want everyone on this planet to seek intelligence. So as far as our specific generation, like I said, continuing to seek out more information, uh, balancing your use of social media with in-person interaction, because we can't talk about any sort of utopian society we want to build or any sort of change if we're only interacting on social media. There has to be a great balance and there's such a disconnect with that. I know I'm going all over the place, like I said, but I think that's where we definitely need to start.
2: I don't even think you're going all over the place. I completely agree with you we gotta we gotta stay on our p's and q's we can't let our guard down just because we feel like this is a win for us in this moment
0: and 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 real quick to address the people because i know they're they're speaking very vehemently against like oh here come the the pro-black woke folks with this oh they think this is we're not if you understand the because i don't everybody's saying different things like i said i want to make my stance clear if you feel that you needed this victory and this kind of gave you some solitude and some peace, fine, you're subjected to your own emotions and we can't take that away from you. But if we're gonna have a collective conversation, y'all are very, very married to a lot of political performance. It's because not just the black community, but the American society at large is very married to just seeing entertainment like we're addicted to stimuli we're addicted to things that make us feel good we're in this point of the game now where i feel like people need to be seeking more things of substance not to say there isn't time for entertainment but when you're mixing entertainment with politics and we're all joking we're making memes but then you're mad at this person for making this meme then you're making it so it's like where where do we really stand? The lines are very blurred because when the curtains close behind this puppet show, people still have to go out and live real lives like employment is at a point now. It's, it's lowest, lower than it's ever been to my understanding. The employment rates are atrocious and the ushering in of AI technology and the lack of jobs that are going to be available for Americans at large. That's something we need to address. But if we're so busy celebrating and not drafting anything, because people say, people saying, that's what people are saying, we need to hold them accountable. Who is going to hold them accountable and how are we going to do it? And as young people, I understand we're very outspoken when it comes to social media. But outside of social media, what are we going to do to hold a presidential administration accountable who are you affiliated with? Who do you know up there? And obviously, these are not things you have to give me explicit answers to over social media, but I'm just saying, we're being very explicit. We're explaining everything. So give give me some of your tactics. What are they outside of just the lip service? <sighs> Look, man, I, I don't know. You do
1: know, bro. You know the answers. Vote Demari, Demari president of the United States
0: 2040, bro. Stop Hell voting. no. Yo, on some funny shit though. On some to guess, it's a funny shit, yo. Somebody like on Twitter, bro, because Kim Kardashian had reposted um Joe Biden, Kamala's victory. (laughs) It was like, I know Kanye and I was salty as hell.
1: As soon as this nigga Kanye knew he wasn't going to win shit, but this nigga already put it on Twitter. Kanye West, twenty twenty four, nigga plotting on a move already.
2: I don't know what he was going for there. You never know. I don't look. I'll say that.
0: I mean. Look, we've we've dealt with a lot of why, I think, because 2020 has been such a wild year, I wouldn't have been surprised if, I don't eh, realistically know he joined the election. I couldn't have seen him winning, but if it were to happen, like we don't live in a a world of absolutes, I wouldn't have been surprised. It was just, it was just good to see marketing and how things are sold to people, but especially with the the political marketing. Because I'll say this, regardless of how you feel about Trump, I feel like he's probably marketing wise the most the t- top top tier he is the most marketed he's been market marketed president in history his symbol like the the branding of what maga is that is now a staple in america's culture forever regardless of how you feel and i know we're going somewhere else that i kind of want to go into but i'm just saying you know something to think about
1: Honestly, Damar, you're right, bro. And, and 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 this is this is all it is right now, all right? Just to go back to what we, we was talking about. What are we gonna do next as the next old heads? I could say, we the next old heads on the block. What are we gonna do? And honestly, we can't think that some white man is going to come and wash all our problems. I only know. One type of nigga and this is truth, only one type of nigger. I would say nigger with the hard R for a reason, that even wanted to vote for Trump was the scamming nigger, because he believed in the scammer nigger's mind that Trump was giving away free money, and the scamming nigger is the hardest nigger on the planet.
0: Yeah, that's like that's why you know. Once again, and I don't really talk about like who and what or you know picking sides, but it's just like. Niggas, you know, you throw Negro trinkets. That's what that was—the twelve, the twelve hundred dollar stimulus. Like, that's a trinket. Yes, I know we're like, well, like the wealth in our community doesn't stay long. But let's let's be clear—that's a trinket. That's a dog bone. It's a dog whistle. You know, like it, it's just like I, I really, I really don't want us to fall for the smoking mirrors. Like, I want us to see beyond the veil. And more importantly, I want us to look within and what do we truly want out of this? What do we want out of being in this country?
2: Yeah, man, you're on to something. Like literally, first of all, I think the first step, if we are going to fight, we gotta know this system. We gotta know the, the political system from the house to the Senate, to the local government, all of that. In turn, being educated will prevent us from falling uh, for the Smoky mirrors then I don't I'm sick of settling I'm this should be the last time Gen Z I'm speaking to us this should be the last time we should be settling from now we need to be looking at what Joe Biden and Kamala and his entire cabinet are doing paying attention to local government and keeping our eyes on people that we'd like to see in office in the future from now 2024 20 the, the next election in the next election because that's that's going to be important, because if we don't, then we're going to have to end up oh the lesser of two evils. would you rather? no, I'm not doing that so who 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 do we think would make for a good president, a good governor, a good senator in, in our respective states? Secondly, we need our own agenda, and I'm talking about black people um we We need our own agenda, and if we if we can, we should be funding politicians that we could put into different positions just like other just like other organizations do from now this is not something oh well here's the time that's last minute it's not beneficial it's really reactionary so that's where I'm at with it
0: all right so real quick we're gonna go no joe we're gonna go into the third round of just, and i kind of have an d- idea where we're gonna go with this we're gonna um we're gonna go into the third round of our conversation but before we do that as you know we're gonna play another savannah christina record uh off of her self-care ep this next record is called find wow. a
3: Hey. strong about it, I wanna move on without ya, deeper and deeper, sweeter and sweeter, I'm tryna stay away, but there's just too much to say, is this really life without ya, feels so good, but feels so strange, I'm gone.
0: As Savannah Christina, find a way, and we're about to get into this next transition. So now, more so the question I want to impose now to the audience, uh, and just the three of us, our individual aspirations, how do you see what you're doing, what you plan on doing in the future, fitting into American society, and probably some things you yourself want to contribute to help. certain cause whether it be your own individual initiatives uh collaborative initiatives i know me i want to be a music a and r i'm a podcaster now how do you plan to use those things to contribute to maybe not just the society at large but even your own family tying into the political shit, it's like at a certain point we kind of have to help our own before we can help others and helping ourselves so how do we feel like you individually want to do is going to contribute to the greater cause
2: for me i know um i'm working towards being an influencer i'm an artist and as you can see um seems to hold its salt and its weight in the political field i'm going to do my due diligence as a you know a black woman in this country and just i'll just speak my opinion and for those who want to trust in me and you know i inspire those to do or research into whatever my stance is, but it'll always be for the good of the people, you know, for me. It's, it's no intentions of harming or none of that. So that's my thing.
1: If I can give you a solid answer, I want to be an NFL water boy and a uh, and Snoop Dogg's personal blunt roller. Joe. But,
0: Snoop Dogg's blunt roller, Joe?
1: Yeah, he make $50,000 a year, and a water boy makes $65,000 a year.
0: So it's about the money for you.
1: I died, you didn't even let me finish. That's pretty much a dream job per se, right? All you doing is fucking giving out water and rolling blunts, and you're getting paid. My contribution to society is to make a free space for people, children, artists, no matter how old, how young you are, become the person you want to be in life. Because when you aren't, and this is this is this is the biggest thing. This is why I take we do it for us so seriously, because. I want to make it into a community in which I envision it to help people. And when it comes down to political, yeah, you're going to have to work politics so your dreams come true, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you're going to have to make politics work for you. You're going to have to vote for the people that make your shit better, who, who help you get to the better place, wherever your vision is, as a, I wouldn't even say an artist, as an individual. A creator. As a creative. And my 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 mission would be to help those who's never had the opportunity to be helped. And of course, I have my own agenda. I want to make a lot of money. I want to go to Bali. I want to. I want. I want the newest shit. I want I want I want a fat bitch that feeds me sandwiches anytime I want. All that shit is the shit I want. Yeah, but I still want to make a great place for those who need that shit. You feel me?
0: And a boatload of strippers.
1: A boat, not, not, nah, nah, nah. That's too little amount of strippers. I want a, I want a. A yacht, a yacht. That's still too little strippers. I want, I want. A cruise line full of strippers. Line full of strippers, yes. That's a lot. That's, that's, that's an efficient amount of strippers. But other than that, you know, I just really want to make a place that can get people down.
0: Um. So as far as me, as y'all know, if y'all follow me on Instagram, I say it every time I intro, I'm a music A&R. and i really the main reason is just, like I said, for my love of music, I'm a music lover. And as Vinay talked about how music, you know, just influences how we live our lives. And even you saw during this election, the amount of musicians that came in support of Biden and Kamala had this, did y'all see that video of 2 Chainz singing I'm Different? Yeah, that's true. But it's, it's, it's. You
1: got to do some shit different so people can fuck with you, right? So 2 chains coming out to I'm different to you, that's like, oh, man, that's stupid as shit. But let's say someone who like 45 years old is like, aha, man, he's thinking out the box. You know, he's been, he's, he is different. He's trying something different. You know, he's different than his opponent. You can look at that so many different ways, but at the same way, it's the same thing. They got people talking about him.
0: and that's one of my main objectives at least being in the music space i definitely want to be in a network of people that are successful and are great musicians but i also definitely want to have conversations with people and kind of pick their brains and kind of how can you know because musicians are so influential how can we use this to truly and with true intentions not like you know, for publicity intent, but like for true intentions to really create some change in their own communities and that society at large. So that's another one of my main objectives. And obviously with this podcast, you know, how I feel this contributes to society is just, it, it keeps conversations forwarded. Like we're not being paid by anybody to speak. We're not sponsored by anyone. Like this is just, this is all, all our thoughts come from just our own experiences and our own minds. So, you know, I, I, I'm i also encouraging independent thinking, you know, that's another one of my objectives with just my intense, you know, intellect and, and seeking more knowledge. Um, so I feel those are my contributions to society. And I feel those are things that, you know, the seeking of information, being in the music space, and obviously, you know, my own capitalistic aspirations, you know, taking care of my family, taking care of myself. That's also within that as well. And obviously, you know, the support of my friends, supporting our friends mainly, the support of your friends, Generation Z, please. Let's not, I understand we all have our experiences. We all like, we come from certain situations where we don't have much, but please for your friends that are doing something and have true intentions and, and are going for something, support them as much as you can. Because I know we want to pay attention to political puppet show, we're quick to just prop politicians up like there's these otherworldly people, but supporting your own friends, supporting your own community, and most importantly, supporting yourself, building up that self-confidence for what you're doing, that is a chain effect of things that can contribute to society at large. This is, it's never, and that's my main thing with this whole political conversation, just to tie all of these things. We may not agree with everything. You may not agree with my political stance. You may not agree with Joe's political stance. You may not agree with Vinay's political stance. It doesn't matter because all you have to do is just be you and make sure you, whatever you're doing is contributing to whatever you want to change. And that's the main conversation I want streamlined throughout this entire planet, you know? All right, so- We're going to wrap this up now uh, into our last music update segment, Uh, and we're going to play another record from Savannah Christina off her Self-Care EP, which is the self-titled track, Self-Care, so yeah.
3: I felt this before
0: I said, that's Savannah Christina self care, uh, make sure you guys stream that project download it on all platforms. She's a great artist from Miami. Uh, you know, telling her story through music as all artists and creators do and just continue to uh, support the creators support the artists. Um, so you know, we're going to do music updates, you know, that's what we do. But um, first, I guess we could kind of, because this is dealing with music, we can kind of address the, um, what took place uh, Friday. The rapper, Chicago rapper uh, named King Von uh, was shot outside of an Atlanta nightclub. Police say that uh, it was a scuffle in the club and which led to outside. And, um, you know, as if you're on social media, you guys probably saw that video. Um, that was, I was sick after watching that uh, very extremely unfortunate situation.
1: Um, I mean, R.P. Vaughn, um, the hardest thing was that he just dropped the tape a while ago. He was just about to be on another tape that was going to drop later today, I think like two weeks from now. Um, he was just, just blowing up and really trying to get out where his situation was. I really hope if he had like maybe two more months, he probably would have changed up the whole flow, changed up everything about him. Like, you know, get out of where he was at. But, honestly, it's a it's a hard thing and that's why I want to, I this is the biggest thing I want to touch on. No matter where you're from, no matter what you're doing, if you're an artist, if you think you if, you, if you are, you know, in the streets banging, if you try trying to do some shit, the biggest thing is once you make your money, get out. Don't matter if people call you fake, don't matter if people call you phony, don't matter if any of that shit. You, take, you can rap about your experiences, but you don't got to stay in the same situation and you don't got to have the same attitude. Because at the end of the day, when bullets go flying, the only thing you can do is go catching the bitches. And that doesn't disrespect Vaughn, that's more about saying that as a as an individual, as someone who wanna make it out, if you wanna blow up, if you wanna do this, don't try to rap and still stay where you at. Don't try to do this and stay where you at. Get out of that environment. You want to change up some of your attitudes. Realize that some shit just don't feel like that. Nigga step on your shoes, you don't gotta be a bitch about it, Just be like, yo, you disrespect me, address the situation, they're gonna pop off, smack his ass and move on. Be protected and be safe out there. Tomorrow you a bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awful, man. No, but um, on a serious note, um, rest in peace to that man. I will say this. He's in that life. He was in that life. And Not gonna speak too much on the story that's going on, but from what I understand, that's a real heavy hitter that was taken. It seems like it's gonna be a cycle that's not gonna end. A lot of unfortunate stuff might happen on both sides because of this, and um, I'm tired, you know? I'm tired of seeing people in our age group not even make it to their 30s from a lot of things, not even just violence. Um, could be health issues. It could be this pandemic. It could be car accidents. We lost somebody from Dillard not too long ago from a car accident. It's, It's like a lot of us are just dropping. And I do really hope that we could get to a place in our society where it's more so about loving on each other, regardless of who you are, making sure everybody's good. So stuff like this doesn't have to happen anymore. But you know, my people's always said it's gonna get real ugly before it gets better. But yeah, that's where I'm at with it.
0: Well said, well said. So to get into just some of the projects that have been released since we last recorded, obviously, uh rest in peace to King Bon, uh Welcome to Old Block uh is out. Uh make sure you stream that. I'm affirming he he has he owns his publishing, that Empire doesn't own the lion's share of it. Uh, but I don't know how his deal is, but just continue to stream that, man. Um, so my, my favorite track on here is All These Niggas with Him and Dirk. I really fuck with that track. Um, Busta Rhymes put out a project. Extinction Levels, Event 2. Uh, I really like the track with him and Ross. We got a Kendrick verse, which is, you know, that's like a hidden gem. Like what they call that, an Easter egg. Like when you play a game or, or you look like a movie, it's like something that's like that can't be seen. Like it can't be seen until you like really pay attention to it. So that's like a Kendrick verse, you know, they're very rare. Um, the trippy red Pegasus I actually really fuck with this project. Um, I don't even listen to trippy red like that. I just decided to listen this time around. I like the song with him in a party next door, like the drone with him and Kristen Brown, um, Dace loaf, put out a project, sell the soul too. I was listening I listened to like the first two tracks I like what I'm hearing so far. It's been a minute since I've listened to Dage Loaf. Um I think I mean Common put out a project, A Beautiful Revolution Part 1. What the fuck? Yeah, look man.
3: <laughs>
0: Don't do that. We are not look. I'm gonna, I'm
1: gonna put y'all on some music cuz I'm pretty sure he he probably just got a little blank mind. Let me when you done I'll, I'll say some shit. No, I'm finished, Joe. Go ahead. This man forgot about Big Sean. And how he dropped Detroit Two Spirit EP. How, how you can forget about that shit? We got Ludfo, Composure EP. We got Made in Tokyo, Never Forgotten. We got Little Keep, Trapped in Cleveland 3. We got Hoodridge Pablo, Master Sensei. We also got Sir, Who Dropped Footage in the Dark, Part 1 and Part 2. Shit. We got The Kit Lori, Fuck Love Savage. We got Nav, Emergency T- Tsunami.
0: Uh what the fuck man, this man forgetting all the shits. Wait, you said you said Sean dropped Detroit 2? What is wait?
1: Detroit 2 EP Spirit.
0: Yeah, I don't see the tra- I don't see I don't see that track here. I didn't listen. I haven't oh wait, oh I just see an uh, EP. I didn't see this on the it wasn't on the streaming platforms because I usually look at the home pages and shit. I didn't see this. I don't listen to this. It's all right, though. We got four
1: with love 2. yeah, that's pretty much. I got this 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 time around. Check out every album I said. Um, them bitches go hard.
0: He just shortened, bro. He pretty much just shortened the songs. It's not like it's the same Detroit. Detroit 2 came out like what a month ago. It's not these are the same songs, bro.
1: He 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 remixed them shit though. He like remixed
0: them like different lyrics. Listen
1: to like you got to you got to like like he did what's that bit called? What's that? He did a Harlow on them, Dawn like Might be the same name, but he had a whole different follow or verse on the shit.
0: Okay, I'll check it out. So, you guys, that's all we have this week here at the We Do It For Us podcast. I really affirm you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a long one. A lot of our episodes are fairly long, so you have to actually sit down and listen to them. Um, Like I said, anything we said within this episode, research, inform yourself, uh, and just continue to make intelligent decisions. And uh, that's all we have this week For uh, the We Do It For Us podcast And yeah, see y'all See y'all next week
3: We out